that's the sound. I like it. I approve. We could even play it again if you want, Jimmy. I know, it doesn't normally fade out so fast. I, I, I almost felt like I had to jump in there. I, I wanted to give it that second to let it, you know, the song, there it is, yeah, it just fades out. And, and then I go, yeah, it's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Welcome, everybody. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls. <laughs> I'm Wolfman Jack. <laughs> I'm Jay Farrar. Yeah, baby. <laughs> this is the Kaufman Show. What's up, Jay? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm better than I was an hour ago. Okay. Well, because we, we did this again. We did this an hour ago, but now it's for posterity. It's going to be on the internets and stuff. Now it's in our stees. That's right. Yeah. It's in our stees. It's in our stees. Welcome to our stees. Yeah, man. What did you call the show two weeks ago? The Kaufman Show. No, no. You had a better name than that. Uh, it was uh, Snickerdoodles, I believe. Oh, welcome Snicker- back to Snickerdoodles. Oh, okay. Well, on TSN six ninety, that was uh, Jay Farrar before he, uh, as he was going crazy and needed a vacation. I did need a vacation. So you went somewhere. You went to the most relaxing place on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so nice, Las Vegas. <laughs> just oh, so easy going. Good trip. Yeah, just birds and breeze and trees. Flora and, and fauna. Actually, I did get to get some some quiet when I went to the Grand Canyon, which was pretty cool. You went to the Grand Canyon. I did. Awesome. Yeah. You do like the the helicopter thingy? Yes. Wow, dude. Got in the chopper. Whoa. And uh, went down to the Grand Canyon, flew over the the Hoover Dam. It was just a a really cool 50-year-old person thing to do. (laughs) But you know what? You get one shot at it, right? Might as well see it. When you're 30s, you're supposed to try and do like the Thelma and Louise and drive over it? Yeah. I mean, you know. No. No, I guess no. Although we did see the place where they did do that, where they filmed that, the Thelma and Louise scene. Yeah, in the, in the helicopter where they, and I was like, oh, Susan Sir, is she there? She said no. I'm so They're disappointed. Still suspended in midair, Jay. <laughs> yeah. It's a movie. They're just they're right. just hanging there. Right. I saw the little photograph. It was there. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> well, still there. Twenty years later. Ba- welcome back. I don't know how you managed to uh, organize a trip where you didn't miss any hockey, but well done. <laughs> Pure coincidence, my friend. Well done. We managed to catch, I mean, the first hockey game that played since we were we were only gone for four days, we managed to see it on the plane, <laughs> on the way back, and uh, a cheering plane. It was a lot of fun, actually. That must have been a cool vibe. Yeah, it was a WestJet flight, and they we, we came in, and everybody was, was very hyped for the game. And the thing is, we couldn't get the reception in American airspace. Oh, so really? I think the pilot kind of cut through Detroit and went <laughs> went over Lake Michigan, head right into the southernmost part of Ontario, and boom, the reception came on. Everybody cheered. Everybody was happy. That's Although, so cool. What concerned me was the pilots kept giving, while we were still in American airspace, the pilots kept giving us updates because they have a TV in, in the, the flight. In the, in the fl- it's called a flight deck. In the cockpit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't want to use such a lovely word like cockpit. cockpit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's on the flight deck. Apparently, they have a TV in there, which concerns me a little. I understand not calling um, stewards and stewardesses. It's flight attendants now. Yes. But if the captain needs something from the flight attendant, they meet them in well, the cockpit. But that's the other one that was brought up in, in a-, in a And gr- I'm not trying to be dirty. This is just the word for it. No. I mean, and, flight deck. Give and, me a break. That's, you re- that's disgusting. You referred to him as the captain as well. As compared to- Well, he's a pilot, and let him be happy with that. <laughs> How does it go? Was there some sort of swearing in ceremony while we weren't while we weren't paying attention? He's a pilot. Let him be happy. Well, uh, he's, a, he's a captain. He's Bri- not a captain. Well, okay. Brian no Giotis- the captain. Brian John is a captain. Right. Yeah. Uh, or you're, you're saying military-wise. That yeah. This guy, he's not a captain. Right. He's a pilot. Well. 
<laughs> well, perhaps uh, if it had ladies been Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the captain speaking. Perhaps if it had been a captain and not a pilot, then we would know where MH370 is right now. Yeah. Too soon? No, okay. not too soon, because it's gone. Right. It's gone. Well, don't tell CNN. No, no, they're, are they still doing that? Their coverage will stop, yes. Oh, James Foster, I can attest James is with us in studio. Hello, James. Hello, absolutely. That is not, man, CNN has really taken breaking news to a whole new level. It's completely broken. Breaking news. Uh, it, apparently, the president made a crack about that yesterday. What did he say at the, at Imagine the you talk dinner. about it being too too soon. Yeah, he kind of he kind of took a shot at CNN, saying, "Well, I was on a flight to Malaysia. That's the only way you can get any airtime from CNN these days." Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Wow. I don't, so it's not too soon, Dave, because the president did it I too. I feel bad cracking jokes five minutes before Torben Rolson, but that's a good one. Oh, don't oh, feel bad. Man. Torben doesn't care. Okay, good, yeah. good. We, we we do have funny man Torben on the way. We've got uh, lots of hockey talk, phone calls by the tens, dozens, hundreds. Let's see how many people Let's call hope. in. 514-790-1690 if you want to tweet at us. Jay is at the Ferrar side. James is at JF Awesome. I'm at the Kaufman Show. John Kakalakis is here. He's at the John K Show. Jimmy G still isn't on Twitter. I'm I'm thinking it's a lost cause. I'm thinking it just ain't going to happen. It does seem that way. Mokan always comes <laughs> it on a Thursday night, Friday morning. Mokan says, Jimmy, I've just given up. Yeah. Oh, Mo- if Mokan's given up, then, you know, Jimmy will never be on Twitter. No hope for the rest of oh, us, that's huh? too bad. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, look, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I am. I feel like I don't cover the Habs here. I talk about them on a late night talk show, but mm-hmm. I'm a Habs fan. Right. I, I, am, I have never... Uh, no, that's not true. I've been in the press box, but it's been... Oh, I think Yannick Perot was taking face-offs for the Canadians last time I was in the press box of the Bell Center. And doing well at it. <laughs> Absolutely. Hitting like 64% of them. Yeah. For sure. Right. For sure. And, and maybe Dan Deneau, but I think it was more in the Yannick Perot era. It was a long, long time ago, like 06, 07. Right. I'm a fan, and I am absolutely nervous. And it was a, a terribly nerve-wracking feeling to be sitting in the QMI newsroom last week on Saturday afternoon watching that hockey game with my coworkers. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. Yeah. Good luck getting, let's hope Toronto's not listening. Good luck getting work done while that is going on in this province. The whole province comes to a stop. Well, that's why game three is so important. And, you know, I'll reiterate what I said earlier. How damaging psychologically was that afternoon game on Saturday? We'll find out. Extremely. We'll find out tomorrow. And, and considering the the room that we're in, half are Bruins fans. James Foster has a mic, and you saw that, must have seen that from a completely different angle than, than the Montreal fan. I think I might have been one of the only people in the city that didn't actually watch the game. Oh, you're kidding me. No, I was out with my son all day. I heard a bar across the street from the uh, target that we were out explode for the 2-1 goal. Uh, (laughs) And then I listened to most of it uh, on my way in the car here and there here on TSN uh, and got to my dad's house 30 seconds before the Bruins tied the game and then watched from that point on. Okay, so James isn't allowed near a TV next uh, tomorrow night. Then I think that's that's the the hard and fast rule that we've learned right now. You're <laughs> like the because uh, as soon as I started paying attention to the game, yeah, you're the, the Bruins, Bruins good luck charm. That's disgusting. We should do something mean to this guy. With all with all the the karma and the superstition going on, there's going to be literally hundreds of thousands of people that are going to be doing all kinds of weird things in in the next 24 hours or not those, doing. Do you have any of those, Jay? You know, it's so funny because. It's it's a weird. When I actually played baseball, I had them. Okay. I had that thing. It's 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 against everything that I believe in. <laughs> you know, I I don't believe in sorcery or right. superstition or. Right. But you have a tendency. To, if it doesn't hurt, well, why not 
you know, implicate some of these things, you right. know? Look, you what, and I are both big major league fans. Yes. And I think there's a certain something to Joe Boo and all, and, and that, that, that. Yes. It, it kind of hits us in the right spot. Yes. And everybody, everybody's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And, you know, I gave crap to one of my waitresses because she was on face, Facebook. And by the time it was three to one, she's like, how do you like that, Boston? I told her she's not allowed on Facebook anymore. There's a CJ- and she was working at the time, which was weird. There's but anyway. a CJD producer who we've had on this show who uh, you and I both know well, Jay. And uh, no, not James Foster. And we were <laughs> that would be weird. He is right here. Right. We were, hi, um, hi, James. It's not you, I swear. This guy was tweeting about should he leave work so that he can get home and catch overtime, or should he stay here and watch overtime? Hmm. There was no overtime in the last There game. was no overtime. There was a strange thing to tweet with five minutes left in a hockey game where Boston had already scored a plethora of goals. It's 12 18 right now. We're going to take a little break, come back with Torben Rolfson, your calls, Habs talk. This awesome Expos Day announcement and some pretty good tunes. All that and more on The Kaufman Show. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman, Jay Farrar, James Foster joining us tonight. John Kakalakis helping us out. Jimmy G on the board. And let's go to the phones. 514-790-1690 is the magic number if you want to get in touch with us. Let's go to Brian in NDG. Hello, Brian. Hi, guys. How are you? Not too bad. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I like the Habs to take games three and four. Both. Uh, Wow. If they can do that, I think we're going to be in real good shape. Well, if they do that, obviously we'll be <laughs> If they in take real good a 3-1 lead, yes, I would agree with you. The Habs will be in very good shape. But I I don't uh, – uh, I see the split in Boston as a good thing. I know it's a, I know it's a drive that they let game two slip away. Uh, or, But, uh, I, like I said, I see the split as a good thing. What we needed to do, we uh, – uh, we we couldn't realistically go in there and expect to take two games in Boston. Well, and even if they had, the last three times the Habs have come up 
uh, two nothing. Yeah. I mean, t- meaningless to, to Boston, to Carolina, and to Tampa. Right. All uh, what in the last ten years or so, the two nothing leads come back to Montreal and they've been uh, right they've erased. Right. I like away. to split as well. I like to split as well. It's kind of a little grounding to at least lose one. You know, it was a, it, albeit it was in a very harsh way to lose. But and if we're gonna flip the script a bit, it's that game one is the game the Habs should have lost, yeah. and game two is the game that the Habs should have right. won. And I think that's where people are confused, and myself included. And I guess that just speaks to the majesty of the playoffs, because you and never know what's going to happen. And I think that if the Habs are going to win the series, they they have to take these two at home. Both both at home. You don't want it to be a two out of three with two games in Boston. Well, at the beginning of the series, I picked uh, we win game one, lose game two, win three and four, lose game five, and win game six for my Habs win in six. Well, that would be uh, it'd be a heck of a Kaufman show next Monday night if the Habs managed to pull it off on Monday. He's he's got a good point. Brian's got a good point though because as as obvious as it sounds, well, yeah, we'll be in we'll be in great shape with a three to one. I think the, it's not about it the series being three to one. It's about taking these two games at home. You can't split the home the home the two home games like they did in Boston. You need these two. They have to win. There must wins three and four. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, and again, I, I against this team. I don't know if it's unfair to put the the responsibility on the fans, but if Boston comes out to a huge start tomorrow night, it would be unfortunate if the Bell Center reacts by turning it into a golf match. Mm-hmm. It would be really unfortunate. That is, the Canadians need the fans to be alive, awake, into it on every single play, every single hit, every single pass. Right. And that, and that's exactly what the Bruins fans did. Right. They they became so quiet in game one as well. You know, you just got to keep that noise up. Keep cheering on your team. Let them know that you're there because believe me, they're listening. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. And look, I, I am extremely excited for tomorrow night. And, you know, and looking ahead to, to potentially what could be a game six, it's going to be a lot of fun to be on air after that, Jay. Oh, are we on? Well, we're on next Monday night. I'm okay. assuming unless the game goes to tr- – uh, look – there has to be a game, first of all. Because right. right now we're only guaranteed a five-game series, and that right. would be game six. Right. But uh, unless the game goes to double or triple overtime, we're on from 12 to 1. Right. So we would be on after the post-game show. So it all depends what happens in game four. Mm-hmm. So you can expect, uh, I guess, an hour of baseball talk next week on the Coffin <laughs> yeah. Show. And yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, man, wouldn't it be nice if the Canadians can, can just keep this going? The city is alive right now. It's right. a wonderful place to be. It really is. There's quite the hype going on. What is the bar been like, Jay? Uh, crazy. Yeah? Crazy. Well, what's, what's happened is, uh, you know, we, we put up our uh, terrace a little earlier. Yes. This year, and we made the uh, the decision to install a television set outside you on the terrace. You are kidding me. How have I not been by? Yeah, wow. Much to the chagrin of my front doorman, who uh, Bob, who yes, is not Bob. a fan because there's a <laughs> lot of people just gather around and hovering around and makes him a little more nervous. Doesn't matter. It, 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 it sends out such a good vibe. I don't care if the people are there buying beer outside because there's no room anyway. You know, gather in front of McLean's pub. This is the place to be. I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I can't wait for Tuesday. Hey, Jay, if a uh, local late-night radio host wanted to preserve a spot at the bar tomorrow night for the game, do you think he could do that? Uh, sure he could. Okay. Sure he could. Yeah? He just yeah. have to talk to... Uh... Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> really, James, you're hosting now. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Sure Congratulations. He could. Sure he could. And then... And then... And then he can come back to the real world after that. No, no, the I'm The real just... world? Are you, are you by yourself? Tomorrow night? Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> we'll see how the next 24 hours goes. But uh, 
No, I don't know. I don't. I don't usually find that my my playoff tradition is to watch hockey games alone. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell like you to what. To be in good company. I'll for put that. you. Well, if you're by yourself, I'll put you. I'll put you at the table with my lady friend. Okay? Oh, okay. But okay. Uh, keep your hands to yourself. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I right. know how to play the game. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. I go. I go elsewhere for my weather updates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coming up next, Jay Farrar has an update. Oh, for do you. I? Not a weather one though. Okay. A sports one. This is the Kaufman Show on TSN six ninety. You know what? We're going to go out quick because Marco already went out on this one. It's the Kaufman (laughs) Show. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman, Jay Farrar, James Foster joining us tonight in studio. This is uh, this is our buddies. These are the Arkells. It was record store day this week, and they uh, released a, uh, a double shot of Motown vinyl. Signed, sealed, delivered with side A. And we'll, nice. We'll hear side B as we get out of this segment. But, uh, well, Max, the lead singer of Arkells, was our basketball correspondent this season. I'm sure he'll join us again once he recovers a bit from yesterday. <laughs> Talk about too soon, huh? Oh, man, that is an, an absolute... And, and too soon was me sending him a tweet maybe five minutes after the game ended. And I wrote, you okay, bud? Hell of a game. Thanks for turning me into a fan this season. And he wrote back, man, heart's still pounding. And uh, he, I, I don't know if Max was there or not. I know he was going to game five, which was an incredible game. But I can't imagine being in that building and watching the entire game you're preparing yourself. You're going... Oh, they don't have it. They don't have it. They don't have it. They're not good enough. They're, they don't have it. Oh, the refs are against us. Oh, the world is against us. Everybody wants Brooklyn, Miami. This isn't going to happen. Where's DeMar? Why do they keep fouling? What happened to Gravis? And then suddenly they're chipping away at it. And they got there. I wish you'd seen it, Jay. It was something special, man. Yeah, missed out. I'm sure you saw the highlights. I did. I did. I did. Even for me, who uh, obviously I'm, I'm not a Raptor fan, although I was rooting for them. It's so tough to watch. You know, a team that I have no connection with, yet I still found it very, very hard. I could only imagine what the Toronto faithful were were feeling on Sunday afternoon. There's nothing not to cheer for on that team. They're a really easy team to cheer for. It's a very likable team. Right. They don't have that that ego that seems to dominate the NBA. There isn't, like, one huge personality on that team. In fact, there was. It was Rudy Gay. And he was their best player, mm-hmm. and he was bringing them down. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the guy never gave up the ball. He took way too many shots. He scored a lot of points, but he missed a lot of buckets, mm-hmm. and it created a lot of resentments, resentment amongst the team. And they got rid of him, 
Kind of taught them what not to do. Kind of. They, they yeah. got rid of him, and then they went on a three-game swing uh, out west. I want to say it was Oklahoma, San Antonio, and then at the Lakers. And they took two out of the three games. The right. game they lost was in that. San Antonio, and they lost it in overtime or double overtime, but they showed a lot of poise. And it was really impressive to watch that team mature over the season. And I don't care if it says Toronto on their jersey. That That's no, not going to no, be no, my no. thing. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't. But not... the amount of of Schadenfreude coming out of Toronto Twitter when the Habs blew it the other night was there. I felt so high and mighty, being happy and cheering for the Raptors, knowing that there were all these Raptors, Leafs, Jays fans, basically just saying "f Montreal." Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. That that even after suffering the defeat that they suffered last year to the Bruins. That they could take joy in watching the Bruins beat the Canadians. That was something else. Well, that's their job. Just like it's our job, as you know, they I'm sure they got an earful from us last year when when they blew it against the Bruins. Oh, in of fact, course I they saw did. it. I was of on Twitter they at the did. time. Yeah, we were on air that night, Jay. We yeah. had Bruce we spoke to Bruce Arthur the night of game seven after he filed his story mm. for the for the post. Crazy that he's now at the Toronto Star. Nuts. <laughs> well, uh, to me that's a big deal. That's a huge No, it is. I it mean, is. That is uh, another huge loss for the Montreal Gazette. Yeah. Because he was in the Gazette twice, three times a week. His, yeah. his national column appeared in the Gazette, and that's another huge loss. And uh, the crazy news coming out of the Gazette today, they're outsourcing their printing press mm-hmm. to Transcon. Post Media is no longer going to be printing the Montreal Gazette. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just a matter of time. <sighs> it's just a matter of time. It's, it's scary. Yeah, there's an IV attached and... You know, that whole thing is in a bed right now. And drip, we're just drip, waiting. drip. Yeah. Trip, trip, trip. Wow. Well, I, I happen to know that there are there are, there are are guys, I mean, there's guys that come into the pub who work. I mean, the Gazette's well, right, right, across the right across the street. Sure. And, and you know, you, you get kind of the inside scoop, and there are guys now doing five or six jobs. Yep. Whereas, you know, Well, that's, that's journalism, Jay. Ago, that's yeah. journalism. That's all journalism. And, yeah. and that's why- you know how to do updates, and you know how to host a show, and you know how to do the board. Yeah, and, I can do and, everything now. Exactly. So if anybody needs <laughs> anybody right. who can That's do right. everything, and, I am now trained. And you can star in music videos. I can do that as well. I can. <laughs> I wasn't starring in it. I wasn't starring in it, but I happened to get a little cameo in You're it. one of the stars. I am not one of the stars. I just showed up because I'm the only guy in town with a keen jersey. That's the only way reason I made the cut. Wish I had a keen jersey. Yeah, you can get one. Yeah, well, you know, there, there's I'm pretty little... sure I'm the only person in Montreal with a Mike Keene jersey. I'm pretty sure you're right. The the Keene jersey I want is, you know how everybody has the Patrick Waugh 93 Finals jersey? Yes. With the crest of the, yes. the 100th anniversary of the cup? Yes. I want that, but with Mike Keene on the back. Yes. Yes. Yes, you're going to make you it October 20th. You'd have to put an A on it. He was assistant yeah. captain. Yeah, October 20th. Make okay. it happen. I'll, I'll write Make that down. Make it happen. Down. You got you got six months. I'll just get a couple of patches, throw them on my current jersey, and you can have that one. Done. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds good. I can be in the next video? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. I, we have a few insulted <laughs> people, unfortunately. Some of my- uh, Everybody needs thicker skin. Colleagues here at TSN 690 seem to be a little bit insulted that they weren't in the video, well, and I was the only one from this radio station that made it in, and the but that was through is, pure nepotism. That's right. The response is, he ain't heavy. He's my brother. He's my brother. Yeah. Uh, Jay, why don't you tell everybody what's going on tomorrow afternoon in case you are listening live right now or on the podcast at thecoffmanshow.podbean.com or iTunes. If you get this before Tuesday afternoon at 4.30, you can do what, Jay? Uh, you can go head, make your way down to uh, McLean's Pub at around 4.30. The crew from Hockey Night in Canada will be there filming the opener 
for uh, tonight's game or tomorrow night's game with the Bruins and the Habs. Game three, Anakin Slade will be doing the opener. He has written a little bit of a rap for the uh, for he's not actually be going to be performing Rock the Sweater. Oh, he's not his new song. No, okay. he's actually written a little rap to introduce Don Cherry and Ron McLean, and uh, everybody's invited to come down and be in and cheer him behind him because we want we want the whole pub full and make it really really exciting. Okay, I got a, I got a really stupid question. Yeah, other than homophobe, what rhymes with xenophobe? I'm just trying to figure out how he's going to set up the segment. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Turn it up before I get in trouble, Jimmy. Oh, you are. Oh, I got it. It's francophobe. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, we didn't do any of that. We just took a shot of the too many too many men of the ice thing. We oh, know. okay, okay, yeah. perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be nice and clean. Easy pickings. And, and the suits over at CBC had to approve of it before he decided to put it on. The so. gold suits. Yeah, you might be seeing yours truly too. Myself introduce him. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, now I have to. If be they there. don't cut me out, <laughs> they find out where I work. Oh, I don't think that'll be an issue. No, I don't think so. We have uh, we have a good relationship with our friends over at the CBC. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, really, at the end of the day, we're both losing hockey together. Right. So I'm right. sure they won't have any issues with giving Jay Farrar his hockey date in Canada right. swan song. Sure. Jimmy, let's uh, let's take a little break. We'll come back and we'll uh, we'll wrap up tonight's Kaufman show. Oh yeah, and here's that other B side. Get ready. This is the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show. I have been waiting for this forever. This is the Tragically Hip at Woodstock. And every once in a while, I will type in Hip Woodstock to YouTube, hoping that it will somehow surface. And lo and behold. 15 years later. 15 years later, the show is finally up. 
I can finally graduate from the cassette tape of the hip at Woodstock <laughs> that I listened to until it basically got demagnetized and just sounded like a You ever listen to a tape too much? Yeah. It sounds pretty messed up. That's actually what kind of what it sounded like at the concert. The sound wasn't very good. Yeah, that was... The, I was there, Dave! I'm assuming that was the acid, Jay. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> you were there. I'm so jealous. I I'm was there. So jealous. And you uh, you sent me a link on Facebook yep. to it, and I, a big smile came upon my face. Good. Because it, when I watched it, I hadn't seen it since I was actually there live to see it, and it just reminded me, it just brought back a lot of memories of Woodstock 99. I've been to a lot of shows, but this is one that, uh, that I wished I was at. That, uh, it was something else. I'll never forget watching it on scrambled pay-per-view the day it came out. <laughs> yeah. Full volume, nobody in the house, thank God. Man, that was loud that day. It was really, really loud, and it was crazy. Like, you know, I've told this story before. The reason why you see so many Canadian flags in the front is because they weren't letting any Americans through. You had to show your health insurance card before you got in. Ten minutes left of the Kaufman Show. Let's uh, take one more call before we wrap it all up into one neat little package and say goodnight. It's Travis in North Carolina. Hello, Travis. Hello, Dave and Jay. How are you? I'm pretty great. Uh, well, really quick, I don't want to get in, get in the way of the, uh, the Expos Day story, but uh, <laughs> just really quick, huge props, uh, Jay, to you and your brother. That was an amazing song. Oh, well, that's great. I had nothing to do with it. I showed up. Yeah. I showed up when I was asked, and I barely showed up on time. That was the thing. It was a lot of fun. To, uh, I, I filmed, uh, as you may see in the video, I filmed the part with Jay Baruchel. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, it was quite the experience. He's I've known Jay for quite some time now, and we've gotten to know him pretty well. And he's uh, he's an interesting guy, to say the least. There is one point, of course, that you'll see in the video where he decided to remove his clothing. I was wondering if that was spontaneous or just planned or not. Completely spontaneous. <laughs> we did about two or three takes uh, we played the whole song two or three times, and Jay started getting so into it, he finally said, uh, F that, mm-hmm. I believe was the quote, and uh, off came the, uh, the, the shirt, and shortly thereafter, the I think, trousers. I think Jay suddenly thought it was a Nelly video. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think, and you know what the worst part is? That part came out blurry for some reason. <laughs> Travis, are you going to be able to make it to, uh, to, uh, to New Shea Stadium on July 12th? July 12th? I'm hoping so, yeah. Oh, I mean, that would be pretty cool. The, uh, yeah. But I have to say really quick that I'm probably the only person in North Carolina who pumped that song through a drive-thru. That's pretty cool. You know, people looking like uh, 
Seeing, hearing vaguely English-sounding words, they have no idea what it means. <laughs> with that, and when they're like, "What's that fiddle?" A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Dang! Oh, what's that fiddle? <laughs> well, that's really cool that you were doing that. You're definitely not the only person in the uh, South going through a drive-through, but you might have been the only one bumping out Anakin Slade while you're doing it. Perhaps so. Travis, thanks for the call, buddy. Good show as always. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to go around the room in the couple of minutes we have left. We'll start with. Uh, We'll start with our guest, James Foster, who can uh, turn around yeah. from uh, memorizing the uh, final score. It's still 3-1 final for the Kings over the Ducks, James. Yeah, I was just watching the goals that I missed. That's no, that's all. okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you're He's in it. with us. He's into it. He's got his back turned to me while I'm speaking into a microphone. This is very rude. I know. <laughs> very, very Jeez. rude. It's like Friday nights on <laughs> and, CJD. And it's, it's exactly like Friday nights on CJD. <laughs> and it sounds like uh, James is about to break my heart even more by saying that he thinks that tomorrow night... Uh, that uh, I, tomorrow night, I think Minnesota's finally going to get a bounce and they're going to take one in Chicago. Oh, okay. Well, I'd be diplomatic and not talk about the game that matters. Very good. Well done, sir. <laughs> Prediction for the Habs Bruins, James? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Montreal won one. Okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll take that from the Bruins fan. John Kakalakis, Oilers and Bruins fan, what say you? I think Boston takes it tomorrow. Wait, another Oilers and Bruins fan? I'm not the only one? Yeah, nope. uh, by the way, and you're both named Milhouse, too. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, what do you say for tomorrow? Canadians and OT. Canadians in overtime. Oh, I like that. Mr. F. Oh, predictions, predictions. I know, I know. I, I like Jimmy's OT. I like that. But uh, I'm going to say uh, uh, Canadians uh, 5-1 in regulation. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm just going to do that. Okay. okay. 5-1 in regulation, empty netter. I'm going to go 5 Let's do that. I'm going to go 5-4. Five four. Yeah, huh? I think I think that the think offense score and carry? the offense comes alive tomorrow night. Okay, and uh, and carry might make a stupid amount of saves. But I think Dougie Murray makes all the difference, baby. Yeah, baby, go Dougie Murray. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Me and Sean Campbell are the only guys. Well, if he part has, of the Dougie Murray, if fan he club. has a huge game, Jay, you will no longer be the only one. <laughs> if everybody <laughs> stops standing in front of him, maybe he can stop a puck. Maybe yeah, or tipping shots in. You you be careful, you. The, the Canadians' <laughs> D is doing a better job screening Carey Price than the entire Bruins team. I'll, I'll leave it on this thought before we uh, which get Which is to why, our... actually, sorry, but That's okay. which is why Douglas Murray is going to be in this game. It's to clear these guys out. out I mean, of the and way. that makes sense. Yeah. He's going to be giving PK shots to the side. <laughs> why not? But Carey Price did. Did you see that? Get out of my way, guys. I, I want to leave it on this note because it was something, a very funny little anecdote that, that I think we should finish on. I uh, picked up a, a really nice hat when I was at Fenway Park a couple of weeks ago, and it's a, a Ted Williams number nine. And I'm telling you, there's a B on the back of the hat, but it's so small that you can't see it. Mm -hmm. It's like on the, it's really, it's so small. It's not a centimeter, okay? It's just a hat with a number nine on it. You could think it's Rocket Richard. I made the mistake of wearing this hat to work on Saturday afternoon and walking through old Montreal wearing this hat after the game. And I swear to God, I thought somebody was going to beat the life out of me. I walked into a burger shop and the guy at the cash was like, what kind of hat are you wearing? I looked at him and I was like, number nine, Rocket Rashad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did that help you out? <laughs> no. 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 I... I was almost a very, very foolish man. I don't even wear my Brooklyn Dodgers hat because everybody Cause thinks it's a Boston Red Sox wow. hat. Wow, yeah. wow. Well, everybody you hang out with is colorblind, I guess? No, everybody I hang out with is stupid. Hey, That's there's the... nothing wrong with being colorblind. Like, let's just throw that one out there. <laughs> well... Why, do you think you're wearing a Brooklyn Dodgers hat? Because I got some news for you, James. <laughs> no, I know I'm wearing a Red Sox hat, but I'm just saying, those of us who are colorblind, it's, it's not the end of the world. Oh, I'm totally a dog person. I have no issues with right, people that are sure. animals that can't that see. Colorblind. That's right. What are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know how this is such a good show, and we ended on that, eh? 
Yeah. Oh, well, lesson to be learned. It's all awkward now. Yeah. Guy's getting all upset about being colorblind. <sighs> Are you colorblind? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, See? Good, good, good. <laughs> now it's even more awkward. Yeah. 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 What color is this, James? Actually, I can't find uh, my son's red ball when it goes into the bushes. I just can't. I can't see it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Really? So it's red and green? Wow. Yeah, yeah it's red and green. Yeah, so Chris, Christmas is crappy for you. I have to, I have to how call do you my know wife over. How do you know it's the Minnesota Wild? Because <laughs> the logo? Well put. Well put. Min on the no, top. Thank you very much. Hey, yeah, we were missing that. Torben's where where is Torben? Exactly. Uh, James Foster, uh, if Christmas is that big a deal, I would suggest maybe converting to Judaism. That could be the solution we to use, all of uh, your problems. blue wrapping paper. Okay. He uses the Hanukkah wrapping paper. Okay. Sounds fair. Yeah. Well, I think uh, this show has officially gone off the rails right now, but I want to <laughs> thank you all for listening, and uh, we're going to close it out as we always do on a song that means a lot to myself and to Mr. Farrar. It has been the song that has closed this show out since this show has opened. It's I Love This Town, Joel Plaskett. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next Monday. Listen up, kid, it's not what you think Stayed out too late, had a little too much to drink Walk home, cross the bridge, when the marquee shut down There's a reason that I love this town Nobody cares how much money you have If you've got enough to get in a cab There'll be drinks on the house if your house burns down There's a reason that I love this town I saw your band in the early days We all understand why you moved away We'll hold a breath Shot the shit with miniature Tim. If he needs a tune, then I'll write one for him. We like the same books and we like the same sounds. There's a reason that I love this town. I played a show in Kelowna last year. Said, Pick it up, Joel. We're dying in here. Picture one hand clapping, then picture half that sound. There's a reason that I hate that town. If you saw my band in the early days, then you Down in our suit, some French restaurant. I saw Riviere de Lune last night at the tour. We burnt the place to the ground. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town.
listening to The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. For Jay Farrar, I'm Dave Kaufman, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. I don't know. What'd that sound like? <laughs>